hanging around, hanging around. Kids got alligator blood. Welcome to the Sixth Podcast. This is the host of the machine, Pavel Petrucci. So you might be wondering what the fuck happened. For those of you that listen to this podcast regularly, um, you are following me on my 30-day goal, my 30-day journey to work out every single day consecutively for 30 days straight. Now, for some people out there, for some of you listening, it's not a big deal. But for me, it was a huge fucking deal because I've never been the type of guy to like go to the gym and work out. I just never had the discipline. I didn't identify with it. The people that did it were never really people that I was friends with. It would always seem like a weird, strange world to me. You know, oh yeah, those are the gym rats. Those are the people that work out. Those are the dudes, the bros. You know, the Genos where I grew up, a lot of Genos were going to the gym. I just didn't, it seemed like a foreign world to me. But sooner or later, you got to take care of your body. So I decided to make exercise and working out a part of my life because you got to get healthy. You got to do it. I mean, you're just getting older. Your metabolism slows down. Um, your body's just aging and you, you got to, you know, you got to put in a lot more work to reach a certain level of, you know, just feeling good. So I put in the time and the commitment and I went 17 days in a row uninterrupted, no matter how much I didn't want to do it. I committed to it. I really pushed myself further than I ever have, at least physically, um, without any outside help, without any real motivation from the outside. It was just all me committing to something and it was a sort of in a sense a big deal I could feel my body changing I could feel the neural pathways being formed in my brain just a new gateway uh, and uh, a new pathway you know a new world sort of opening up in my brain and uh, it felt good and yeah so 17 days straight and something fucking happened on day 18, where I was supposed to be, you know, just doing one more day of my goal and another notch on the belt, so to speak, I wake up on day 18 in the most excruciating agony that I've ever been in in my entire life. Uh, I was kind of like in shock because I woke up and I couldn't move. I couldn't move my neck. I couldn't really get out of bed properly. I was in severe pain, uh, extraordinary stiffness, and I was sort of like hunched over from the pain. And I didn't know what to do. Um, I sort of like crawl, you know, trudge my way over to the computer and I just Google physiotherapist. <laughs> like typing it out, you know, like a, you know, just debilitated. I mean, physically debilitated. I almost feel crippled from the pain and I'm, and I need to go to a physiotherapist as soon as possible. I Google the closest physiotherapist to where I live and I walk over to this physiotherapist because I can't drive. 
Um, and so I'm walking in this really crooked way and people are staring at me on the street while I'm walking to this physiotherapist. And at this point, I'm in so much pain, I don't even care how people are looking at me or that they're looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? I get to the physiotherapist, they make me wait, and I'm in agony. And at this point, I'm trying not to uh, show how much pain I'm in, basically. And at certain points when people weren't looking, I was actually crying. I was in so much pain. Um, which is somewhat ironic because I had an episode where I talked about the issue of crying and crying in front of other people. But that was because I was, you know, I had a tear in my eye for Gordon Downey, who we know is not going to, you know, his, his days are numbered in a way. And um, so that's very different than the kind of crying I was doing last week. Uh, and I, I honestly, I can't remember, like, um, I probably haven't cried out of physical pain since elementary school. Like it was a really strange thing to cry because I'm in physical pain and they didn't like doing it. I still don't like doing it in front of other people. It was really uncomfortable, um, on top of everything else. So next thing I know, I'm, I'm having a session with a chiropractor. I thought I was having a session with a physiotherapist. What happens? They're like, oh, the physiotherapist isn't here. Well, then why the fuck did you tell me to come to your building? Because I called these people saying I need an appointment with a physiotherapist. They say, sure, come down. I get down there, and next thing I know, I'm in a room with a chiropractor, not a physiotherapist. So they kind of con you into going there. And then next thing I know, I'm in a room with a chiropractor, and I'm, I'm in so much pain, I don't even care at this point that I got conned. I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Just do something to get me out of this pain. They don't crack my neck or anything. You know, they put some crazy pads on me with electrical impulses. <laughs> it sounds worse than what it really is. They weren't treating me like, you know, like a like an insane patient in the 1940s. It wasn't like that. But they said, we think you have something called torticollis, but... I don't know if you have torticollis because the level of pain that you're in is unusual for someone that has torticollis. Uh, it's atypical. You need to go to the emergency room and you need to demand an MRI so that you know for sure what it is that you have because your symptoms are a bit ambiguous. We don't really know what it is. That's what the chiropractor says. I get out of this physiotherapy, my face dried from tears. <laughs> I'm in excruciating pain <clears throat> and I'm hailing a cab. <laughs> Picture a guy on a main street in Toronto, hunched over like Nosferatu, you know, unable to really properly hail a cab and just barely getting a cabbie's attention, hopping in the cab and I'm like, cabbie, drive me to the emergency room. So, um... And he's like, are you in a rush? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm in a rush. <laughs> That's why I said I want to go to the emergency room, not just, you know, hey, I want to check out the hospital. I heard there's some new couches that they put in there in the waiting rooms. You know, it's like, no, I need to go to the emergency room because I'm in fucking agony. Of course, I didn't say that to him. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> 
Next thing I know, I'm in the ER and I'm waiting for, I don't know, four hours. I'm in the ER for four hours. They put me at the bottom because I guess it's like, well, this guy doesn't have a, an arm hacked off from a chainsaw. He's not bleeding on the floor. I guess he's going to live. So given the fact that you're not going to die in the next couple hours, we're going to put you at the bottom of the list. I wait there for I don't know how many hours. <clears throat> in the end, all they do is say, look, we only do MRIs for people who are in a life or death situation. That's not your situation, so we can't do an MRI. They inject me with some thing called Tordal. So, you know, they stick a needle in my arm, give me a couple of pills. I don't know what the hell they were. I'm like, all right, I'm still in severe agony. And uh, I don't know about you, but have you ever noticed some doctors are like assholes and some nurses are really bitchy? And I ended up telling off a nurse, which I'm not prone to doing, but having been in complete agony for about 10 hours straight at that point, uh, being spoken to by spoken down to by this really bitchy nurse uh, who is completely like rude, condescending, bossy, interrupting everything I was saying, ignoring what I was telling her and uh, talking to me like I was an idiot after I'd spent 10 hours in agony and after I'd gotten, you know, um, certain feedback from professionals like chiropractors although it turns out that hospitals do not like chiropractors they are what's the word persona non grata I don't know they're just they're they're definitely disliked by the medical community within you know professional practicing doctors people with MDs basically so I didn't know this I sort of I'm ambivalent towards chiropractors. I don't really care. I don't I don't treat anybody as my guru and I don't take anybody I don't take what anyone tells me just blindly. I, I usually read up online and I, I I take from multiple sources. Generally I think doctors know what they're doing, but I don't think it's crazy to get acupuncture or to go to a chiropractor or anything like that. I draw the line on astrology though. That's fucking stupid. Okay, so Next day, I'm in again in excruciating and agonizing pain. I'm told I'm only supposed to take Advil and Tylenol, which really, if I, I was at that, I was in so much pain, I'm like, give me fucking heroin. <laughs> Just inject me with morphine and knock me the fuck out so I don't have to ex experience this agony. And I totally get why people are addicted to opioids and prescription pills because there's a certain level of pain that your body is capable of unleashing on you that is so severe, so toxic, and uh, just so utterly uh, overwhelming to your psyche that you will take almost anything to alleviate yourself even temporarily from it. And I can see people making very irrational decisions just because the pain is so overwhelming. So my heart goes out to people who became addicts from prescription pills just because there was physical pain that initiated something quite severe in them. So I go to a family doctor and what the fuck happens? The family doctor says, look, your symptoms are ambiguous, but they seem nerve related. And I think it's not torticollis. 
and you need to go to the MRI. You need, sorry, you need to go to the emergency room. That's what he tells me. And I was like, I just went there yesterday. He goes, yeah, well, you got to go again. Fine. I go to the emergency room and he goes, he gave me a doctor's note saying, this is a doctor's note requesting officially to get an MRI and that I need one. I go to a second emergency room in a different hospital and I have to wait even longer there. I was there for about six hours in the emergency room which goes to show you how much they give a shit of people who are in severe agony but not in a life or death situation. So if you're in severe agony but you're not about to die, they don't usually care. Um, that's the ER, basically. All I know is I'm just doing what I'm told by people who know more than I do. And at a certain point, I just have to go by what they tell me because I don't know enough about the situation. I wait for six hours only for them to tell me we're not going to give you an MRI. I'm like, great, grand, wonderful. They give me more drugs and then that's it. They're just like, yeah, just, you know, Advil and Tylenol. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not doing enough. They're like, well, we can't prescribe you anything stronger. You got to get it from your doctor. Great. So that's basically what happened. I went to the emergency room twice in two different hospitals on two different days, back to back, in severe agony. I'm even in pain right now doing this episode, and I'm probably going to call it short because my neck and my elbow um, and my back are just, it's, you know, I don't want to get into it, but there's been a, you know, you've heard these episodes before. I've been talking a bit about neck and back pain. It's really interesting, though, because the way our healthcare system works, you kind of have to do a lot of back and forth before you know whatever the hell is going on. Um, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my neck or my back, but I'm getting an MRI two months from now. I'm trying to see if I can get it sooner. But all of this is just to explain to you, um, you know, that it it had it took something pretty severe for me to get me off my track of committing to 30 days consecutively of exercising. It's possible that my exercising might have aggravated my issues and might have caused me to be in more pain, might have, you know, I might have a slipped disc or a pinched nerve, we don't really know. So I, I don't really know what happened. All I know is that I'm in severe pain and I've been in a lot of pain for the last six or seven days. Um, it's It hasn't been pleasant. Um, so that's basically what happened. I was 17 days in a row going fine, kind of ignoring my neck pain up until that point. I've been in neck pain and back pain for about three months, but nothing so terrible. You know, I tried to ignore it basically. And, uh, you know, that's a problem. You can't obviously ignore those problems. And now I'm in, I'm back to square one. So I didn't accomplish my goals. It interrupted my, um, these back issues are interrupting my exercising. I don't really know what's going to happen. I just heard a story recently about a friend of mine who had a slipped disc. And ever since he got that slipped disc, he never went back to exercising regularly. He lost his momentum because he spent six months in physio. So, you know, it's really important to maintain momentum. That's a really hard thing to do. And I know how important it is. So I really hope I don't lose whatever I built in my brain and in my body. I'm going to lose some of it for sure. But 
I learned a lot about myself in the process and that I'm, I'm capable of handling much more than I realized and that I'm capable of committing no matter what and that I'm capable of doing things that I absolutely hate and finding a way to get through to the other side. I think these are important lessons to take with you just in general and that if you can do it in your 30s, you know, um, you're never too old and you're never too young in a way. So, but this severe pain, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but I, I simply can't finish my the goal that I set for myself. It's really frustrating. It's really disappointing. And obviously this is an opportunity to learn more about myself um, because it's, it's learning how to deal with this adversity, learning how to deal with this disappointment, this level of disappointment and frustration. I've never felt so frustrated before. Just so angry that my momentum was killed over something that in a sense was outside of my control. Um, and to some extent my control. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I could have avoided this. It's difficult to say. I would say mostly it was out of my control. There's no way I could have predicted something like this. I never thought I'd be in an emergency room, you know, in my 30s. You know, I just thought that was for other people, not me. So, I don't know. Something uh, something happened. It was unexpected. And these things happen. So, I'm on Tylenol 2. <laughs> this is first for me. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever taken Tylenol 2, uh, be prepared to go to fucking sleep. Um... Other than that, that's basically the latest. It's been really disappointing and I hope that I get past this severe pain and chronic pain that I'm in. And uh, I really just want to get back to where I was before all of this started. You know, just exercising regularly and setting goals for myself uh, in terms of career. So that's it for today. I wish it was more positive. Uh, but it isn't. It's just a, it's a huge disappointment and it's extremely frustrating. Uh, and I just look forward to getting through it. I uh, will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.